Hey everybody, this is Skylar J, and you're listening to Slay, the podcast where I spotlight local artists and entertainers all across Arkansas. On the last episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with the delicious Eden Cookies. We got to dive in a little deeper about who she is, where she came from, and why the fuck she did drag. <laughs> and now I'm sitting down with another good Judy, Colby Valentine, a amazing makeup artist and drag queen, but we get to know a little bit about his upcoming, where he came from, and, you know, of course, the trauma of it all. Um, so sit back, listen, and take some notes. Um, there's a really special moment in here where I feel like anybody that is questioning their sexuality should definitely hear. So y'all sit back and enjoy. All right, everybody, please welcome the always funny, the always fabulous, Colby Valentine. Hey, <laughs> it's always <laughs> it's always so funny whenever I do an intro for a podcast because I'm like, hello, live studio audience of my seven listeners. Um, mm-hmm. Please welcome my friend from Little Rock area, Colby. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm so excited um, to talk with you a little bit more because, well, I will tell everybody that Colby and I are actual good Judies. So I will be asking a lot of questions that I may know the answers to, but just to have some information for anybody that doesn't know Colby that well. Um, so, and some things that I've never asked Colby. Um, so I'm excited for this. Um, I'm, I'm very scared, actually. <laughs> don't be scared. Don't be scared. I promise. So if there's anything that I learned from listening to the one podcast with me and eating cookies was like, okay, Skylar, don't be RuPaul. Don't force somebody to talk about the worst thing that's ever happened to them so unorganically like I did. <laughs> but you I know, was like, so were you bullied in high school? <laughs> you know, sometimes I get off on talking about it, so. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, and I'm here to always make sure my listeners are getting off. Uh, I love that. Exactly. Um, so most people know you as MUA Colby on instagram because you are such a talented makeup artist um but a lot of people also know you as a drag performer named puff uh-huh tell me uh-huh. tell me a little bit more about puff because but some people want to know about her and i want to get her out of the way first because i want to know more about the person behind puff okay um but tell me a little bit how did puff start and who who do we blame for that awfulness <laughs> Okay, um, let's see, where do we begin? So Puff began when I obviously first started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and I, you know, obviously fell in love with it, as all gays do. Um, And so the whole time I just was like, oh my god, like, this is crazy, like, the transformation they can do with their makeup, like, it's nuts. And I, you know, I was had always done art like all through elementary high school mm-hmm. into college it was my minor actually oh, um cool. yeah so i had done you know played with all the other mediums so i was like honestly like i could do that so then i sat down with um an old queen of uh an old friend of mine who was uh began at the same time as i did uh painting at least um which is miss chanel slade if any of y'all remember her oh um, Chanel she's cunty I love her yeah look. she's so pretty yeah yeah and honestly like when we we both like went out and bought her makeup together and sat down and she got it so quick and I was always like fuck and <laughs> she like she picked it up really fast and if any of y'all have seen the photo I've posted where my face looks muddy and like green for some reason on Twitter um if you follow me on Twitter <laughs> um <laughs> what's your um, handle um it, you'll never to find out <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding it's uh at the t-h-e colby v anyway um that was the first time i'd ever tried drag makeup and it was terrible awful ugh. and so after that we would just like continue to practice and practice and practice and um didn't really like go out in drag per se. Um, we like practice at home or whatever. Uh, we went out in drag, I think like one time there at the very end, but after I kind of moved on with my journey, like, I don't know, I just kind of kept going with it and it evolved. And I 
my first ever drag name was Colbana. Was oh. K O L B A N A. Oh, fancy yeah. bitch! Oh my gosh! I yeah. Love. Yeah, how long Colbana. did you? How long were you? How long were you, Colbiana? Uh, Colbana, not Colbiana. Col- oh God, Colbana. Yes. <laughs> um, not that long, and I didn't even like. I didn't even like go out. I don't think and introduce myself as Colbana. Like it was just kind of like a thing, and then it changed quickly because, um, I kind of took a little tip from Trixie because Trixie Mattel has kind of a similar story about how she got her drag name um but I my stepdad literally calls me Puff and always has and I really never have thought about why um I thought maybe like Cheeto Puff because you know uh... like cheese maybe and I was also like fat when I was younger um oh. a, you know I was a bigger kid um and so I don't know why he called me that, but it was just a thing. And then I was like, honestly, Slay. Um, <laughs> that was a uh, promotion for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, LOL. So, yeah, I just I love and, that. And ran with it. And she evolved. And her first ever, like, performance was on the Sway stage with my sister, Holly Matrimony. Ew. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I, I wish we Holly. had, like, a... I wish you need a soundboard so we can, like a fart noise or like <laughs> <laughs> let me figure it out let me call the editors of uh and see what they can do give me okay. some tips and tricks you know no, i that's... think you know i don't know if you've ever listened to are we pretty by Annalie duchet and miami rose shout out to them um i'm pretty sure miami like uses her like it's an app like a soundboard app uh-huh. and like just like on a maybe on like another phone or something or and like hit, oh. hit, and like holds it next to the audio, like the microphone, and hits the button when it's time. Well, listen, bitch, we're gonna learn on live here on Slay because I got YouTube right next to me, and I can pretty sure I can just like look up fart noise real quick. Oh my god, yes. Okay, wait. So what we need to do is we need to just like kind of rewind it back just a little bit, and then just talk about say say you performed again with Holly Matrimony. Okay. So, yeah, and then the first time that I ever made my debut was on the Sway stage with my good sister, uh, Holly Matrimony. (laughs) 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 I laughed so hard that I unplugged my headphones. (laughs) Oh shit! Anyway, um, that was a mess. Yeah, a little bit. It's fine though. <laughs> the good Lord will get you to it. He'll lead you through it. You know. Amen. Anyway, so that's awesome. You know what I think of though? Whenever you mentioned that your stepdad calls you Puff, was that literally? I think of a makeup puff now. Because like I like a little powder, like a powder puff. Yeah, because Chance literally, uh, Chance is my partner, for those that are listening. Um, we are monogamous. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but he got these, he got these, you know, those powder puffs, and it literally says puffs on them. And I was like, whoa. Oh, my God. I just had an epiphany. Maybe he called me that because it was short for powder puff because I was fruity. That's what I was hinting at, but I didn't want to, like, be your... You're awakening to the um, <laughs> the homophobia of your stepfather. And, and here comes the trauma dumping. <laughs> yes. See, okay. I knew that Puff would eventually lead to the... Because I was going to ask, like, where did Puff come from? And that was going to be my perfect trauma pivot. Okay. <laughs> it's like that video of Kiki Palmer where she's eating and she's like, oh, this one's a little sweet. That's my stepdad. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so no, so obviously I love Puff. I love that you, you know, you were inspired just like a a whole generation of queer people were by RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, and I think RuPaul's Drag Race really got to highlight every dimension that drag could possibly, well, not at the beginning, but it's slowly trying to showcase all the forms of drag. Um, as far as a long way to go. Absolutely. Okay. Let me rephrase. 
Art forms, not drag yeah. artists, not the artists themselves, because they right, still need drag right. kings and more representation. Um, you know, they started to bring on trans women. They started to bring on bio women. Now they yeah. need to, or cis women. But, you know, as far as letting, you know, alternative drag share a moment on that stage and then letting the pretty girls be dumb and letting the right. the dumb girls pull gorge, like letting Hell, those... I'm, I'm still waiting for a bearded queen. Oh, well, yeah, well, hello. Well, no, that's a bad example from Canada's drag. That's Canada that was a mustache. Though. That was a mustache as well. Oh, well, yeah, for, yeah, because they American eliminated, drag race. they eliminated milk. And then they also had given her shit about her beard and then made a whole challenge based on it afterward. Right. Well, it's yeah. weird. Also, yeah. the Rock'em Sock'em fart joke, not getting oh, the crazy yeah. guy. That was, that was a, that was a bandwagon I was glad to be a part of. Yeah, it's uh, it's fan behavior for sure. That for them. But I also love that Puff is, you know, she is all categories of drag to me. You are, <laughs> you're one of the most beautiful queens. You have one of the best mugs. Your performances are so good. They're so dumb. They're sexy. <laughs> You you're just you're one well it could be because I'm biased as fuck too but I love I love Puff so much but I do have to say I love Colby a lot more. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, I appreciate that, and I love Colby a lot more too. Good. Um, Puff is you know my escape and something I love to do to you know I just get to be another person for a while and. Well, let me like, ask you. Okay. Was there was there ever a time where you were feeling happier as Puff? Um, because I know sometimes some some drag artist or just any performer kind of will get caught up in that moment and then like yeah. feel like they only want to be that person that's being praised on stage or right. getting that amount of attention at one time. Right, I would say yes. Um, probably, probably during COVID, yeah. Ooh. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I did a lot of drag during COVID. I love that. Yeah, we did our, that's when we uh, did our, uh, our full house show, the House of Alston, um, in my apartment and live streamed it. And uh, it was like online drag was like just starting and we all made like $100 that night (laughs) just from setting up our phones. Hell and going yes. live so and like online drag we're like this is a t and then you know that quickly plummeted um yeah but i'm glad that we were able to get on that bandwagon um and still be able to perform and i feel like especially at that time is when i needed puff the most and it was and it was when i feel like i got more creative like during 2020 i feel like that's really when i like hit the ground running with po- like really posting all like these creative looks and sitting down because makeup is my escape and it makes me happy and especially during those times in 2020 you know everybody was you know freaking out and mm-hmm. so that was something that I needed and it I feel like had I not had her it probably would have been a lot worse well I think I think what you just answered was I, I and I'm glad with what you're answering because you you love Colby and that's great. I think with during the COVID times, during the pandemic and quarantine, you definitely used her as an escape. It wasn't like yeah. you weren't you didn't love Colby. So that's good. Right. Cause I because I know like this was back in a darker place for myself, but like for example, at Dick's Last Resort, I missed being an asshole to people sometimes because people were always laughing at me for being on on character or whatever and then i'd be off the clock and like my friends that have known me forever they're like shut up and i'm just like i'm i want to go back to work i just want to be that person all the time and just be appreciated for talking all the time right well i mean and that's 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 i mean that's your art and that's your escape is being you know someone that can own the stage and i mean communication charisma uniqueness nerve and talent like i could go on on about you and that is like that is what you're meant to do is to entertain is to be you know i feel like a trailblazer i really do i I feel like that you are i mean 
you have really skyrocketed. Thank so, you, Colby. Thank you, Colby. What you didn't know, oh, not Colbana. Uh, what you didn't know is I was kamikaze this episode and where uh, it's actually about you. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm emotional. Um, my prescription is being refilled right now, so we can't do it right now. <laughs> no, but um, no, thank you for that. Um, honestly, you are a big inspiration. And I, I think that's around the time that I really found you and started getting really active with you on social media was during yeah. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was because... You know, I follow people like Macy Lummis and I see that she retweets your stuff. And then I see Landon liking your stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, good people. Let me see. And then I see your looks and you have drag looks and these awesome boy looks. And I was just obsessed. And I remember whenever I got to meet you, I met you the day before my boyfriend asked me to be my boyfriend so mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. a special memory there yeah um, the night in question however <laughs> <laughs> terrible first meeting in my opinion um just not not me and you per se but the events that took place that night were you know vibes were off but it's fine we thrived we pushed through it and we've been close ever since yeah lucky for me i was so starstruck by you and like so so far up chance's ass at that time because i was still in that stage of like you're gonna leave me at any second Uh, (laughs) so i was just happy to be there but yeah there it definitely got ako taco because (laughs) never mind yeah yeah but i was that was i was i was really happy um i'm losing my train of thought now with thinking about other things but Let's just dive into trauma. Um, Perfect pivot. No, I do know a little bit about your past and I do know that it took you quite a while to get to where you are right now as far as like owning your identity. Mm -hmm. So what was your childhood like then if you were, you know, a closeted straight man for this giant chunk of your life? Well, yeah. Um, Well, I grew up in a little town up north, Clinton, Arkansas, um, literally on a farm. Um, I'm an only child, and it was just me and 350 acres. And we had mules, and we had dogs, and, you know, I did all the things from hunting and fishing, and we had a pond. And so that was my escape. And I would role play, and I would just, you know, create these worlds and imaginations out in the woods and like looking back it's crazy like that was like my I got so excited to like wake up and I was at my grandma's house um now um and just go out and play and then you know I always knew though like I just had this affinity for boys like as young as I can remember mm-hmm. but growing up where I did it was obviously you know we were southern baptists conservative um my family i grew up around a lot of racist things and a lot of homophobic things and you know trans i mean you know like you name it all the worst things the boxes were checked and i feel like i feel like a lot of people especially a lot of gays in this area or in the south in general can relate um Mm -hmm. so you know like tiny country church where you write a little hymnal out the book Mm -hmm. um i got baptized in um the middle of december and the uh, hot water heater was broken so it was ice cold Ooh, yeah so anyway all that to say i grew up in that environment and the older i got the worse these are not worse but you know like these feelings and these thoughts but you know i was just always hot that's not what you do so I dated girls and I did that all through high school. And when Were you I got always in, raised in the church, I was, um, even all the way through high school, I was going to a uh, youth group and, but honestly, I went to, um, I went to youth group to see my friends. Like, and I feel like a lot of people just did that. Um, and just cause we would like do field trips and shit. And, uh, but yeah. And you know, I would, like I never read the Bible. I, I, I opened to the p- first page and was like, I, 
that's a lot of words. <laughs> and also, it's just I was I didn't know what half of them meant. So I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> and oh so, like the like the stories and things that you would learn in Sunday school. Like I just know very like I just like chunks and bits and pieces and like shit like that. So okay, so so like, would you say that you were ever like religious yourself? Like, were you ever fearful of God at nighttime and praying? I mean, for- y- yes. Um, but I, in the back of my mind, I would always be like, because you know, you're you're taught like he's gonna speak to you. Like only like my mom literally told me that. Um, here's some trauma. Trauma alert. Trauma alert. <laughs> you need like a siren. Woo. Um, it's just eating cookies going. Okay. Uh. <laughs> yes. Um, my mom literally pulled me into her room when I was like thirteen. And was like, I would be really scared for you, um, or I'd be worried for you because you haven't been baptized yet. And I was like, well, like, what, how am I supposed to know? And she was like, I can't tell you that. Only he, capital H-E, can tell you. (laughs) And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't hear anything. And I don't know, like, (laughs) you know. It's like those moments when you're a kid and you're in the shower and you're like, God, if you're real, move the shampoo bottle. Oh my God, I did. Yes. I was like, turn the light off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you know, I just, I grew up, I think, thinking this is how I need to think, but I never understood why. And I never like fully gave in, I guess, and like chugged that Kool-Aid. Um, (laughs) So it just got to a point where I was just like, you know, I literally was baptized because it was like the next Sunday after that happened. Um, and when they, you know, they, whatever it is that where they call you to the front. Um, Don't I, ask me. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> I was raised Jehovah's Witness. Shit was different. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Okay. Well, Southern Baptists at the end of the sermon, they'll always play some songs and be like, if you feel in some type of way, come to the front. And no, they be- don't. Oh, yeah, they do. They don't say, like, some type of way, obviously. Oh, okay. Like, I was going to say, like... No! <laughs> who's preaching? They basically are saying, if you felt, the ser- like, the sermon move in your spirit and God is coming to you, like, you need to come to the forward right now, and basically you're, like, being reborn and <gasps> giving your life over to God is what it is. And Pl- so that's, Wait. like, the... That is, like, the segue into baptism. Can we just... Can we please find a Southern Baptist church and go to it because and do a if, drag number. Oh, I was just going to say, <laughs> I, I was going to say pretend, you know, I mean, just listen, hear them out, be respectful. But if I had an opportunity, if I was going to that church as a kid, Colby, I would have walked up every single time they said that shit. I would always take a moment to go to the front of the church and feel some type of way. Oh my God. Well, I, uh, Well, I think, too, it's, like, if you're not, like, you can still go up there and, like, kneel down and pray. That's uh, also an option. But, like, you you can come up and, like, speak to the, like, preacher himself. That's when you, like, are giving your life over to God. But, yeah, you can still go up and, like, kneel down and, like, take a nap or whatever. (laughs) I'll live. Yeah, so that's what happened. And I was like, what? And I just said, hey, I think he, like, spoke to me. I think I heard something. My, my grandma, my grandma was like, "Oh my god!" So then you have to go to the front, and then he's like, "Oh my god!" This like young boy is giving his life over to God, and the whole crowd cheers, the whole like congregation. Then you go back to the priest chambers and have to like basically take an oath and be like, "Do you pr- like promise to serve God, whatever, and notice Him as your only God?" It's crazy. And my grandparents were in there too, and they're like bawling, and I was sitting there like, "What's going on?" <laughs> So I was like, he was like, so like, do you want to do the damn thing? And I was like, I mean, I guess. So then I got my first Bible and it was leather bound and had my name engraved in it. And then I doodled in the front page. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's really quickly what happens or what happens (laughs) to me anyway. As far as the church goes, little church, (laughs) church Colby. Church Colby, honey. And also I was in the like kids play or not the play the um like uh we did like a christmas show and we got to sing and uh we were given all a tape to take home and listen to the songs and learn them 
Well, I found out when you put a tape in a tape recorder and press play and like stop or play and pause, it records. And then before you knew it, I had no more Christmas songs. I just had my own talk show. And so then, so I know. And then I freaked out and got scared and cried and backed out of the Christmas show. So I I was like, I mean, I don't know these words. Um, But (laughs) my talk show slash radio show um, still thrive. Drop the link. It was, uh, it was actually, it was like a a Z109. I was like, Z109. (laughs) I'll live. (laughs) So when, so growing up, already knowing like this is this is the vibe you know i'm uh, i'm out here in the country people yeah. are pretty set in their ways yeah and you already knew that you had these feelings for these boys but yeah. i remember for me personally like i remember having the feelings for the boys and then genuinely wanting to have a girlfriend because like that was the norm so i'd have these Same. girlfriends and i was i was having a good time i remember crying crocodile tears and shit over girls and stuff oh Just yeah cro- me too. so like I, but then there was a moment where I realized it was much deeper than that. Yeah. When I, did I, you have that moment? Uh, I mean, I was, I had come to like an agreement with myself that when I am home alone in my room, because it's just me, nobody knows, is when I was giving over to that side and like looking at gay porn and like, I would pull up the yearbook and <laughs> I would turn to the pages of the guys that I thought were hot in my grade and I'd jerk off. Um, <laughs> this is before social media. So um, that's all I had. Um, and then I did that all through high school. I just like even having a serious girlfriend, I literally, it was like, I just at night, whenever we were done texting, whatever, they were not a thought in my head because I was like, it's boy time. Oh my god, boy time. Uh-huh. And then I wake up the next morning and be like, tap, 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 whoop, morning, babe. And it would that I'd put the facade on again and go about my day. Wow. And like I thought, like in that moment, like looking, I can say it's a facade now, but at the time I didn't see it that way. I thought, like, it's fine. You know, nobody knows, so it's fine. Like, and I also always try to tell myself, like, you'll get over this. Um but I didn't. I just got yeah. it. I I remember thinking it was probably like seventh or eighth grade. I know I was for sure Miss Ratliff's class and I had her both years, but I swore everybody else was fucking lying to me. I was like, there's no way that not some boys don't like boys. Yeah. Like there's no way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because like when people tell us as queer people that it's a choice, it's It's so insanely aggravating because you're like, I know it. That's not true. Because if that were true, we wouldn't have chosen that with the way that we were raised. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly what you said with the way that we were raised. Bitch, if I had a choice now, if if they if God himself, the real if he ended up being real and he came down to me and said, you know what? I'm going to give you the choice. Gay or straight. I'm going to keep sucking dick at this point. Oh, absolutely. I would never want to be straight. No, it, it seems hard. And I it mean, I did seems it. seems boring. Um, yeah, it does. Like, what do straight people do for fun? Like, straight couples. Like, what are they doing right now for fun? Um, what, what movie are they watching how, that oh, they both enjoy? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I can't Friday think of fun Fr- activities. Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Oh God! Exactly, and football, and that's their personality. <laughs> One okay, the the girl that's pretending that she likes football. Shout out to you! You are doing the frontline work that does not get recognized. I just uh, yeah. wanted to let you know that I think about you. I pray for you. Um, yeah. You're in our thoughts. Um, so when you had that, when you had that aha moment that this was something deeper. Did yeah. you, and you thought that this was going to go away and you realized that it wasn't going to go away. Uh-huh. What made um, you, what pushed you through the closet door? Um, so I came out as bi first. Everybody um, does. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No bi shame. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I, I just thought that, hey, like this is going to be 
an easy way to, you know, I could ease into it, but like still keep that girl side, um, like still date girls or whatever. Um, and funny enough, it happened around the time that I met my drag sister, Holly Matrimony and or Ben Bishop. Um, <laughs> uh. Um, so I worked at TGI Fridays and then I was a server and then he came in and applied and was a host. Well, we instantly hit it off. Uh, obviously, I mean, we've literally been like kindred spirits since the moment we locked eyes. And uh, right around that time is when I was kind of, you know, feeling the you know looking at the other side of the fence i was mm-hmm. I, I found out about grinder and that is well that sure. all went to shit <laughs> <laughs> i think i think we can pinpoint where my life went to shit it's when i got grinder for the first time oh absolutely um, <laughs> um yeah so i came out to uh ben in the bathroom of tgf friday one night when we were doing our side duties and uh taking out the trash and I said, hey, I'm by. And he was like, okay. Uh, but and he always said, I mean, he was like, sure, gal. Like, you're definitely gay, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. And so kind of did that. Then had a moment of went back in the closet, shut out Ben and all gays that I had met through him at that time and went another several years. Um, well, went another, like, year or a couple of months rather um dating i uh, dated like a, one more girl um and then went years without seeing ben again until probably like six years ago five years ago what yeah and then we reconnected we Y'all met on, we years met without seeing each other yeah i sh- i sh- i sent him um our friend drew um uh michael maxwell um uh gay name drop <laughs> I'm like uh, I know these names yeah I sent all of them this text saying like hey I don't think like I could be your friend like it's just, <gasps> like I'm saying I literally I was like I don't think that I'm gay and I blamed Billy and Drew and said that they were like forcing it on me <gasps> so I went back in the closet dated another girl um literally like blocked all of them and then you know Finally ended up finding my way, came out as fully gay, got into my first relationship, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, probably about five years ago, we matched on Tinder and reconnected. I love that. And that's, we've been besties ever since. I love, I love oh, that. I love y'all's friendship. Yeah. And I officially, I well, I came out as bi, well, no, I think I came out as gay uh, when I was 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. That's crazy to think. But it's, everybody, when they come out, it's honestly the time you're supposed to. And I know that sounds very cliche, but. Yeah, that's no, so, that's, that's super true. Absolutely true. true. Yeah. And I, I wish, looking back now, I wish, I feel like everybody wishes that they could have come out earlier than they did if they did come out at, later at a time, you know? So they, because I feel like at 22, I spent the rest of my 20s, which, I mean, I'm still going to party. Who cares? But I, mm. I feel like I had to play catch up, like getting into the gay scene, finding my people, getting to go out into a club. I didn't go to a club until, yeah, 22 years old. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, I, like, 18 through all that, like, I wasn't going to clubs and stuff. And, like, I was just running around with my friends and doing really vanilla shit now that I look back on it. <laughs> God, the amount of knee scabs i had at 18 from being at fucking trinity all the time i wish they had punch cards back then god that'd be great yeah uh it's it's been quite a journey but i will say like i don't regret any of it and i feel like if anybody listening even though all three of you right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding if anybody needs a sign like this is literally it like do it if you've been thinking about it, contemplate it, like, mm-hmm. just, just do it because I promise you won't regret it. And like, you are going to have like the most fun once you are finally, you know, free and out because I have made 
lifelong friends that I never thought that I ever would have made in this community mm-hmm. and such a huge support. So almost a, like a bigger support system than my family ever was. Wow. Grow, growing up. And that says a lot. Yeah. And I mean, so that's I completely why I agree. All, and that's why that's like the way that I am because I grew up, you know, just being by myself and having to create these worlds. I am very much a people person and I like to be out with friends and surround myself. And because I feel like that's when I'm my most genuine, authentic and comfortable self. Mm-hmm. See, I, I love being out. I love my queer self. Um, yeah. And I, and I wasn't always like that. And it took me a while, even after coming out fully as, Cause I mean, I've came out, I came out as bi, then I came out as gay. And now I, I identify as queer because like, I don't, I don't deny the fact that I could definitely be with a trans man or non-binary people. And honestly, right. give me, give me a butch lesbian that's into me. I'll take her. <laughs> um, it's basically just not cis straight girls. Like I just, it's something about the, the, the vibe. <laughs> yeah. I, I fully I've, feel like too, like I would, I would say queer um, because I mean, I feel like, gay puts you in a box and we're 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 all kind of moving like in a society right now i feel like we're just moving in a direction of like being more open and like with ourselves and so that's yeah i like the term queer better because it's not so it's fluid it's fluid yeah yeah everything is a spectrum and i know some people think that that's something that we just say to like push our queer agenda or whatever, but it's, it's the truth. I mean, everybody yeah. has a spectrum of basically their, their social butterfly levels, extrovert, right. introvert. Some people are super introverted and some people just want to be home every other day, you know? Um, yeah. And that's the same, you know, there's been moments where I've been really attracted to a girl and I've really liked her and, but always a man will take the place. I'm sorry, but, yeah. but, but what I was saying is that it took me a while to get to a spot where I'm comfortable being queer. So like when you do come out, don't expect it to be like this grand feeling of like, I'm myself. Like it's right. <laughs> it's going to take work. It's going to take getting used to, it's going to be yeah. a little uncomfortable at first, but like what Colby yeah. said, like the friends that I have right now, I mean, I, I get emotional thinking about my circle and, and that includes right. you because I'm doing the things that I used to do by myself all the time Yeah, with my friends. Like I have people that have the same mind like me, have the same humor like me, have the same struggles. And it feels super validating to like, know, like I can cry about my dad not understanding me and I can get that same assurance. Like they actually understand Um, not to say queer people are the only people that have issues with their parents, but it's a different, different kind of issue when it comes to just the fact that I love a man that there's a barrier there, you know? Right. Absolutely. So, but that, that makes me go into, cause obviously your parents were churchy. Um, Mm -hmm. you mentioned your stepdad called you puff all your life. So, um, I don't, I don't, when did your parents get divorced? Your Uh, parents. So my birth parents got divorced when I was like one or two. Um, he, within the first year of their marriage was cheating on her with her best friend, my mom. Um, yeah. Uh, and had me and then, which is funny enough, (laughs) my birthday is also the same day as their wedding anniversary. So she gets that reminder every year. Love Um, that. Yeah. So, uh, they had me and then he had visits and then basically mom just explained that it was it became like excuses as to why he couldn't come get me or it was like he would be annoyed or he would try to pawn me off on his mom um Mm. and he was and he was an alcoholic and went out to the clubs and bars and whatever in which i mean i feel like i get a lot of i see a lot of myself in him as far as it sounds like he was very social um in that aspect however i have always been very um mindful of when i do consume alcohol that you know because he is my biological father it you know it does run in the family and i mm-hmm. feel like i'm i have been able to control that 
you know, all these years, I'm 30 now, and I fully believe that I've, you know. Hey, coming that. from an alcoholic, I yeah. don't think you're an alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I, I've really been able to separate that and be like, you know, I do it when it's fun, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, and then he just kind of was not there anymore and uh, was not there for 18 years and never paid child support. And then he reached out to me um after i turned 18 because then he didn't have to pay at that point um and we mm. had like we had like maybe we met twice oh wow um, yeah and the first time it was weird and he's just very country rodeo um mm. and i don't know that it it I don't know. It just never was going to work. Like we are two different people on separate ends of the spectrum. And he's made some comments about my mother and about my uncle and just kind of, I don't know. It just seems very guarded. And like, he wanted to try to like defend himself as to why X, Y, and Z after all these years. And it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and I yeah. Lack was, of accountability is gross. Yeah. So, um, I, after that, after the first time I said I wasn't going to see him again, but then he had always told me if I ever needed anything um, to call him. So I was going to go to uh, Orlando with a friend of mine one time and I was working a bartending job, not making that much money. And I hit him up and told him what he wanted to hear. It was like, I really think that we should have a relationship and I blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And told him I wanted to have dinner or lunch. So we met up for lunch and I asked him for money and he gave me $500. Come on, and I, bitch. And I hugged him and I was like, all right, thank you. Bye, whatever. He's like, have fun. Um, and then I left that parking lot and blocked him on everything. And you do it too for a check. Okay. <laughs> when he... <laughs> I'm scared that I don't have YouTube premium, so I don't want to have an ad play right now. <laughs> you bitches mumbling and cackling? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's so, you know, I say that's so crazy, but that's only crazy to me, you know, that you, you've met your dad, you know, less than a handful of times because I've, you know, I grew up with my dad. My parents split when I was in fourth grade, but I had joint custody with my parents. Well, not joint custody. I went to my dad's like every other weekend. So I, I still had that connection with him, whether it was great or not. I still had a relationship at the end of the day. Um, so like, obviously there's trauma there. Like, obviously that's yeah. impacted your life. Obviously that makes you have these questions and stuff. Do you think that that's ever translated into your art? Um, yes, I have major daddy issues. If that's what you're asking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I really haven't even thought about that. Um, you know, because I just feel like, I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just be honest. I'm really well. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you're fine. No, but it's also like it, you haven't thought of that before, and it's because I, right. It's just because. Like, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um, I just feel like you know. I, I cut him off. I said my piece. I washed my hands of it. And I feel like I haven't turned, like, looked back since. And I've moved on. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have anger. Like, I just, I don't, I don't feel any type of way about him at this point in my mm. life. Like, I don't, you know. That's because, good. That's, I that's know that, process trauma. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah, no, I mean. I I she think... got me in my head. I'm over here like oh my God, <laughs> am I having a breakthrough. <laughs> since sins puff the drag queen on spiral on live. <laughs> Y'all just no. this may literally have like a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> well, like, oh well, one thing one thing I think about when I when I see you, um, not only when you're puff, but just as Colby. Um, because you are a very talented makeup artist and you you do that in drag, out of drag. You're a makeup artist here in Little Rock at Bell and Blush mm -hmm. in the Heights. Go see Colby. Um, 
Shout out to Bell and Blush. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Bell and Blush. Thank you for sponsoring um, a gift card to the Safe House Pride Festival. That was awesome. Um, yes. Now we need a, a soundboard. Yeah, like the little kids. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, when I think of you, I just think bold, queer. Like you, you have no filter to your identity. And right. that's that's something I'm I'm strive to be. Um, I still notice in moments whenever certain straight men walk by, I I start to walk different, and I right. I walk a little further away from my partner and stuff like that. And I want to get past that. Do you ever think that you are that confident because you have processed that kind of feeling? I mean, yeah, that's possibly. Um... What got you to being this gay? That's the (laughs) question. Why are you this faggy? I I will say I there I I feel that way like like you do at sometimes too. It's it's not like I am just completely unafraid because listen, bitch, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of everything. (laughs) It's scary out here. I'm scared, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Um but I I don't know, I just I, I guess I put on this front a lot of times, I feel, maybe, but I don't know. I just, it depends on the scenario and the situation when mm. I, you know. Um, and how yeah. many of us there are. Right, absolutely. Um, and, like, obviously holding hands with my partner or another boy, I feel it depends on where we're at. Like, mm-hmm. I would, I, I don't know if I could do that still. What time it could, is. Right, yeah. I don't know if I could do that in certain places, like even here in Little Rock, like, but like places like Eureka, and, you know, even Fayetteville a little bit, like, yeah, I feel more comfortable doing that. Um, so I'm definitely not just, I, I don't, I'm not painted out to be just this hard bitch, but I do feel like I am a lot more confident than I was, you know. 10 5 I mean even hell a year ago I feel like I'm constantly growing oh, and same and, bitch yeah so I mean I think we're for you're growing you're changing you know um that I'm was happy bride, that was bridesmaids <laughs> lol I'm, I'm happy I'm happy that you know I feel like and maybe that just comes with age naturally but it I also feel like it has to do with the times but I'm really grateful to be able to see my friends, especially and uh, other queer people that I keep up with online, truly having the opportunity to thrive while being their full queer self. Um, Because like, I mean, there's, there's so many companies nowadays that celebrate diversity and have pride events and, you know, give us visibility. And that wasn't the option for, you know, people back in the day, of course. They had to go into hiding. That shit was illegal. Um, mm-hmm. But but I'm so happy that we now, and I'm grateful for the time, but we are, like, I swear my friends get gayer by the second. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I it's, think, a, it's a, this huge evolution that's nonstop right now. Right. Well, it's definitely, it definitely is making us more confident and being, like, more ourselves and more assertive and... I I think like we're all yeah exactly we're all doing that slowly um, and I think I like it definitely it. I think it definitely comes with too one thing that is a very important for queer people and this is just very important for anybody that feels a specific type of way or is a certain demographic you you feel more confident when you're with people like you and yeah. being being in the city of Little Rock you know you have more diversity here. And the fact that we are within, you know, arm's reach of each other and, you know, we have the same kind of appreciation for things. So whenever, whenever me and Chance see you and Holly out in sway and drag, y'all could literally be wearing a a Target bra and, you know, (laughs) whatever. Uh, And we're trans panties, literally, (laughs) literally. And then we would be like, yes, bitch, (laughs) you fucking hot ass whore. Giving you literally the money we shouldn't be giving you um, because we're poor, but like we just give, we get to give love and I receive it so much. Like my friends, y'all are so good to me as like showing up and supporting me, but I know it's because like, this is like what y'all want to like, y'all want to be able to 
B, literally whatever, whenever, at wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get to grow. And that's why that's why I love doing this podcast is because I get to talk and pick your brain more and we get to share your stories of coming to this more confident place, even though you've had the trials and tribulations that you had growing up in the church, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you were straight for 22 fucking years. I was, I was like ready to get married. Well, not, I wasn't, no, I, uh, let me re- restate that. Um, I had it in my mind. I was like, well, I mean, I guess I am going to get married to a girl. And I dated a girl for four years off and on. Um, yeah. oh, I used to play mash all the time with my little girlfriend's names. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I always thought it was going to be Ashley Gavin. I really, I, I really thought we was gonna be in it. We were f- together for four years. Okay, shout out to Ashley. That was first through fourth grade. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> young love. <laughs> yeah, first kiss. Like, oh, it was like a high school, but then I forgot that you were gay until high school. Yeah, I was the mascot, the cheerleader, drama yeah. club, glee club. And I had the audacity to not come out until 10th grade. Like <laughs> They were like, finally. <laughs> actually, well, I was outed, but um, that's oh. a whole different story. Trauma but, alert. Trauma alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get into that another episode one day where I'll actually talk a little more about myself. Um, so tell me a little bit about what's going on right now. Like, what are you doing what's what's to come where can people see you where can people find your work at all that fun stuff well um currently i don't have any drag performances lined up um you hear that bookers you hear that book me but like (laughs) i have a very small window to do so um, yeah, that's what I was about to say because you're busy, bitch. Yeah, um, I will. Yeah, if, if you can mostly find me at Bell and Blush, um, <laughs> really though. Um, and if I'm not at the store, I'm at a wedding doing beaten faces and getting bitches hitched. So yes, it's fucking wedding season because you yeah. know them fall bitches in Arkansas because it's fucking oh, yeah. Satan's dick hole during the summer. Yeah, but isn't it, isn't it funny how I grew up in the church and I have somehow made my way back? <laughs> oh my god! But honestly, it's kind of a big fuck you because I've made my way back doing makeup in a church. <laughs> I love that. Look, I was the ordained minister. People kept calling me the preacher at this wedding I was at Saturday. Shout out to Shawnee and Cody Fry. But I lived. We didn't pray at all, and I didn't mention God. But that was that was per request of the them. I don't know if they would want me saying that on here, but well, well their family's not listening. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where you can find me. Um, and if I'm not there, then I'm partying probably at Club Sway. On the yes. Weekend. Club Sway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Club well, Sway. well, um, I actually. I do want to mention something you're going to be a part of um, because when I post this, this will be posted and I will have already made the announcement, but you are going to be a judge for safe houses, new virtual reality game show competition, the show off, um, which I'm really excited to bring to like safe house to do a production. I did it back in the, uh, the pandemic, I almost said pandemic, uh, in the pandemic. And it was a lot of fun. I did four seasons of it, but I just kept it on Facebook and, uh, a private chat, but we're going to be posting on YouTube and we will be looking for eight contestants. So if you think you can show off with any challenge thrown your way, like lip syncing trivia, making a funny commercial, selling a product, anything, and you think yeah. you can show off, just send me an application. There will be a link on Safe House's Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. But I'm really excited to work with you on that because <laughs> it's going to be dumb. <laughs> and I know you're dumb. Yeah, but you know I'm the one of the dumbest bitches in this town other than Ben Bishop. <laughs> yeah, I was about um, to say, you inspired, I mean, you're the reason I love Metallica, not yeah. Stranger Things. Your influence is great. You're the reason that Pagan Holiday felt confident enough to perform to Nickelback as one of the first songs ever to perform. 
Listen, it's the cold play to Nickelback Pipeline for me. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you gotta do. You really do. So, um, yeah, I'm excited too, and I can't wait to see all who dares sign up for this. And also, it's it's gonna be oh, so much fun. Yes, yes. $300 prize and much more to come. So I'm really excited for that. That will be the, this is our first competition and the first thing where we're giving that huge of a cash prize. So super, super excited. It's going to be a good time. Um, but yeah, go see Colby at Bell and Blush for sure. If you want that mug looking just right. Mm-hmm. Um, the bitch can paint any type of face. Uh, <laughs> I so, can, and, I can. Yeah, and not just drag. Don't worry to the straight girls listening and <laughs> thinking that. Oh my god, <laughs> getting getting a full drag look for the wedding day. Yeah, uh huh. I'm like, okay, so we're just gonna glue your brows down. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, girl. You're fine. Um, Gives no, them a I fucking can... high ass arch. Yeah, yeah. No, they just don't have brows. I don't draw a brow. Um, I love it. I just put "marry me" as their brows. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> With black eyeliner. Um, and- <laughs> And if you want to follow me on socials, yes, um, my Instagram is MUA Colby and my drag Instagram is at Puff Queen, but it's K-W-E-E-N. Yes. And uh, like I said earlier, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the Colby V. At the Colby V. I love it. Well, yes. Colby, I want to try something new. This is the second time I've done the episode, so I'm still... Working out little bits, little kinks, and see what we're gonna do. So I'm gonna ask you three random questions, and you just answer, okay? Okay. Is this like rapid fire? No, okay. I don't want to put you on the spot because you did mention that you were high. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Who is your favorite Rue girl? Aquaria. What? Really? I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, um, I, you know, I. I, I treated that like rapid fire and she's who first came. <laughs> you went alphabetically. I, I was like, okay, A's Aquaria. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. If you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? New Zealand. Oh, land of Lord. Yeah, of the rings. Oh. That's where um, it's filmed. Oh, well, I was yeah. referring to you. I will never be royals. Oh, oh, with an E. <laughs> with an E, yeah. Um, oh, so well, also, that's where also Lord of the Rings was filmed. I was like, yeah, you know, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's crazy. Okay, cool. I learned something new. All right, and then last question. If you can only save three musicians, who would you save? From death? Well, yeah, ultimately death, but if we want to put I... something specific, all of them are about to be fed to alligators. Okay, and you said three... Three artists. music artists, yeah. Music artists, okay. Yes. Um, JoJo. Um, I knew that. Beyonce. You oh, did that God. so you would get canceled. Oh, God. No, I didn't. <laughs> who, who wouldn't say Beyonce? Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is all for for Chloe right now. Uh, what do you have? Do you have hot sauce in your bag, Colby? Is that how much you love her? Can you please stop? <laughs> no. Okay. And who's your third artist? Oh, oh God. Okay. Uh, fuck. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I don't. You say fuck it. I'm killing the rest. Only two. <laughs> Oh God, I really don't know. I uh, you you get to keep listening to their music. They just don't get to make any new music. That's just hard. I like so many artists. Um. Okay. I'm just gonna. We're gonna. The first person that comes to my mind. It's <clears throat> Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said she doesn't even make new music, bitch. Yes, she does. She's gone. She is doing um Latin music now. Good for her. Yeah, she just, uh, I think, just dropped her is about to a new Latin album. You know, I forget. You know, her last name, literally, Aguilera. I know, right? Um, <laughs> so, no, I wouldn't save her. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
We're just gonna okay. Be, it's I don't. I really can't think right now, and it, we're, we're gonna be here for another hour. <laughs> yeah. So okay, we saved two. We saved Anyways, two. Colby, thank you so much for taking the time to just give a little bit more about yourself and having basically just another conversation with me, just like any ordinary Kiki would be. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun and probably I'm going to listen back to this and be like, Jesus Christ, never smoke, (laughs) never smoke and record a podcast. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Heidi, or uh, I said, Heidi, Heidi just texted me for the 8,000th time today, but Eden's button in, always button in and getting her moment. Have your moment, girl. (laughs) This is your moment, Heidi Salami. (laughs) She's going to, she's going to screen record this and be like, not the shade. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I pro- no, I love that bitch, and I can't wait for her episode. Oh, oh my god! Anyways, that'll be a season finale. I <laughs> I love you with all my heart, and I can't wait to post this for everybody else to hear. Me too. I love you as well, and thanks for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye. And that's our episode. I bet you learned a little bit more than you had anticipated, like the fact that Colby jerked off to dudes in his yearbook. Hey, no i'm just kidding i was really happy that he felt comfortable enough to share that with me and all of you um i love that bitch so much um it's so crazy to think that you know the past that people come from into this awesome evolution of the star that colby is now Um, but i'm so excited to keep doing this journey and keep learning more about the wonderful talent that's here in arkansas next episode will be with emily fenton so i can't wait to talk to that amazingly talented bubbly girl um but yeah this is a safe house production safe house is a production company that's trying to create safer spaces for all minorities and more opportunities for dreamers creators and performers all across arkansas so follow me at safe house productions on instagram safe house on facebook at safe house ar on twitter yeah you can you can figure it out and house is h-a-u-s but in the meantime y'all stay safe